All right, hello everybody, and welcome to another episode. I believe we are doing XFL with Cody, Dad, and Uncle Shane. As we got a great episode planned for this one, as sadly Kurt could not make it, but hopefully next week he'll be on our show. As Dad, what do you got for some XFL news? Oh, Cody, uh, Shane, do we have a sponsor for the news? Yes, we sure do, Roy. We have uh, this is sponsored by Ashley's Flagging Service. Uh, labor laws are ignored when you hire Ashley's flagging service from early in the morning to late at night. You can count on us. We'll even make up stories of when C-list celebrities like Adele and Abby Lee Miller dance kids walk by us during events. <laughs> Back to you. And no breaks. <laughs> and no breaks. No potty breaks. Well, um, not much uh, in the XFL other than uh, the two teams, I guess, preparing for the uh, championship game here. But um, there's a lot of XFL players getting some invites to uh, NFL teams, uh, to the mini camps. Um, there's a, actually, I think, five positions. Uh, you've got, like, uh, Antoine uh, Brooks, uh, cornerback uh, for the Sea Dragons. He got an invite to Buffalo. Um, this uh, some defensive line guys, uh, Atlanta. Atlanta's also looking at a quarterback from Seattle. Um, there's a tackle going to the Buffalo mini camp, and uh, another quarterback uh, from the Sea Dragons. They've got three guys on the defensive side of the ball that are that have got invites to uh, some of these NFL mini camps. And then on top of that, you've got some uh, like Danucci is uh, and Montez. I think got. Uh, well, I think it was Montez first, but I heard Danucci also yesterday. Um, he was invited to Denver and to the San Francisco uh, mini camps. I think that's kind of a product of the quarterback situation there in San Francisco towards the end of the season. Um, but uh, yeah, that's Austin Prohl, the son of the famous Ricky Prohl, ah. is uh, got an invite to go to Carolina and to the Eagles. It, Roy, you know how you're you can tell that you're getting old when you have players, uh, kids now playing in the league <laughs> of the players that we were watching when we were, you know, younger. And that happens in all sports at this point. There's basketball, football, baseball. Everybody's a junior of the same guy that we used to watch. <laughs> so much, uh, so much truth to that. Uh, yeah, I mean. <laughs> And, you know, it's funny because a lot of times you see it at the college level. Maybe you see them in the NFL and you go, man, that name sounds familiar, looks familiar. Um, now the XFL. <laughs> I mean, the, the proles. Wow. How about that? So, yeah, it's pretty uh, pretty wild. So, uh, yeah, some good. It's, it's interesting, I guess, uh, what's happening there on the XFL side. A lot of these guys are getting looks and uh, – I guess it kind of ties back into some of the talk that we had about the USFL getting a late start, playing later in the season. I mean, what about those guys? I mean, you think uh, they got a shot at getting into some of these mini camps uh, as late as they are? You know what it might be? And, Cody, I'm curious what your thoughts are on this as well, but it might be because the XFL plays this season when it does and the USFL is so much later that maybe some of that talent from USFL 
is going to, you know, maybe overlook that and, and start to focus more on the XFL because the scheduling works better. Uh, but, Cody, what do you think about that? You know, I think the reason why the USFL, you know, doesn't have so many players, honestly, I think it's because they kind of did start a little bit later than XFL. So, usually the XFL gives you a chance to prove, you know, what you can do the whole season pretty much. But I think with the USFL, they might want to think of either starting at the same time as the XFL or honestly a lot of the people that are in the USFL now might move to XFL next season. It falls in line, Cody, with what we were talking about earlier. If USFL starts at the same time, maybe they can merge and make one championship game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I think so. I mean, because it, it really puts the USFL guys at a disadvantage and it, it kind of, you know, if you think about it, it almost puts them, you know, in the skill set um, assessment, it puts them in last automatically, right? You're looking at single A or XFL might be double A or triple A, right? Yeah, I agree. I agree. And if, you know, Cody, if uh, Danucci tries out for the Broncos or the Niners, um, does he still owe you a Sea Dragon jersey, or does he owe you a Niners jersey? Yeah, we'll go with both. <laughs> good, good answer, what Cody. Take it off. You're not gonna, you're not gonna wear uh, a Niners jersey, are you, Cody? Oh no, maybe during a Super Bowl party, I might. If... <laughs> oh, Cody, <laughs> you're killing me. You're killing me, small. Goodness gracious. <laughs> a Niners jersey in the in the Dickinson house? Blasphemy. Oh. Ouch. That's a banishment, Joe. That's banishment. That's almost as bad as having two kids that date your daughters that are Cowboys and Niners fans. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the best part is when they play each other. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody wins. There's no, only losers in that scenario. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, so not much in the news. Just uh, keep an eye out for some of your uh, favorite XFL players to uh, see how they stack up in some of these mini camps. You know, with us doing this podcast and uh, as much time and effort as we're spending on the XFL, it's been fun to watch some of the evolution of not only the teams and the players, but, um, you know, the stuff that you're going to see now where you're going to know some of these players that are now trying out for NFL teams, you know, where most people walking around wouldn't, but we do. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like, you know, I remember going to uh, Rainier's games as a kid once in a while and like Tino Martinez, yeah. forever was a Rainier. And I remember, you know, a friend of mine's dad was like, he's, he's going to, he's going to be in the majors. It, you know, they're going to call him up anytime. I mean, he was just pounding the ball. And it's like, I, I don't know. I haven't seen very many of these guys elevate. Right. And man, did he ever, when he got there, he was never looking back. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're going to see the same on some of these um, XFL players. Cause eventually some of them are going to pop. I mean, they may not be superstars, but they'll be playing, you know, on Sundays, and we're going to watch a Seahawks game, and there'll be some other XFL guy running around. 
just chasing a dream. Hey, the other nice thing, Cody, is you're going to find that uh, you can get a Danucci jersey on the clearance section if he signs with the 49ers. <laughs> oh, gosh. <Yeah. laughs> that, that could be a one and done. It, it could be as about as valuable as uh, Shane, your buddy Josh's uh, Dilbert jersey. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, hey, that's right, Dilbert. The only guy wearing number four in the whole stadium. Or, or uh, Ashley walking around with a Mike Zanino Mariners jersey. <laughs> yeah, just because the dude's last names are with a Z. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that, Old Dominion as well. She makes really strong sports choices. <laughs> just based on a name. That's how I choose my beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Zombie pheasant IPA. Yeah. <laughs> You've got a good, strong handle. Yeah, uh -huh. I'm in. I'm going to give it a go. <laughs> so, yeah, so the total, if you're wondering, of uh, players that have secured NFL training camp invites is uh, 31. Wow. Wow. You know, it's good timing for them because I think they get to try out alongside some of these undrafted college kids. So it's good talent, you know, going against each other. Well, you're going to get it. I mean, you're going to see how you stack up. I mean, these guys, I guess you could kind of consider them veterans uh, just in some regards. Uh, some of these guys might have a couple of years under their belt. But, uh, yeah, why not, right? Absolutely. All right. Uh, what uh, what segment do we want to move to next here? Well, in in Cody, I'll I'll let you call it. We can do the hard or not next. Okay, I do in in honor of our uh, fallen teammate uh, who's who's missed it uh, this week. I do have some hot or nots. Probably not as strong as what. Uh, Cushman's going to bring to the table, but I do have some. So we'll start with, um, oh, actually, uh, let's see. Roy, do we have a sponsor? Do you have a sponsor? I, uh, I, I was uh, working on a sponsor, um, but, um, well, yeah, you know what? We've got uh, the Dickinson Bed and Breakfast. Um, <laughs> it, it, are you a weary traveler coming from? The, uh, you know, southern regions of the U.S., you know, where the sun shines every day, you need a place to put up your feet and maybe wet your whistle. Don't come to the Dickinson. <laughs> they, uh, look, if, if you need uh, working appliances or a kitchen, uh, it's not here. But <laughs> there is hot water and, 
and plumbing uh, in the backyard. Do you, do you, uh, do you mind a little bit of dog hair? No. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's bed and breakfast. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love that that commercial was off the cuff, too. That's beautiful. I love it. Where half of the time it smells like pee inside the house. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> that's great. All right, let's jump into the the hot or not. And I guess uh, just for the rotation here, I'll ask the hot or not. We'll start with Cody. How about that? Every time, okay? okay. So here we go, Cody. Hot or not? Uh, have you ever seen the TV show BattleBots? And if you have, would you say that's hot or not? Uh, I've seen a couple of episodes. I mean, it is pretty entertaining to watch, so I would go with hot for that one. Roy? Oh, it's a big uh, hot for me. Um, the um, the battle bot. Look, there's a lot of levels of entertainment happening there. The nerds that build these machines <laughs> of destruction. Yeah. <laughs> They they carry some of the same aura that um, the um, the the unemployed uh, folks uh, that walk to Walmart in their pajamas. Uh, throughout the day. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's it's entertainment at its finest. Uh, I love the that Farouk guy. Oh, the the announcer. Yes. Yeah. His whole shtick. I like that they've got. MMA fighter Kenny Florian. On yeah. uh, I think it's cool. I think it's just it's a great mashup. I love it. I would uh, I would say hot as well. It's fascinating television to me. It, it it's one of those where you know something could be going on in the background. You can't really hear what's going on, but you're watching this carnage, and the. The like Roy, like you said, the groups that are put together to put these things, you know, build these things, um, and then the the designs, you know, some of them are fairly yeah. genius. They've come up with some ideas, but um, and I'm by the way, I am like caught up on the most recent BattleBots. I am fascinated yeah. by this TV show, uh, and my favorite BattleBot is called Huge. With these crazy wheels and this spinning thing, and it doesn't seem to lose. I I don't know, I don't get it. So I will say battle bots are, are hot for me as well. Um, okay, so because I'm down here in the Portland area, um, Cody, we'll start with you again. Um, hot or not, paper straws? For me, not. I've never been a paper straw guy, honestly. <laughs> Well, what's the biggest drawback for you, Cody? I guess with paper straws, they do dissolve a little bit more quicker, you know, usually. So they kind of dissolve quicker than, oh, what is the plastic straws? There we go. So we'll say not for code. How about you, Roy? Uh, definitely a not. Um, I can't remember when it was. Uh, Relatively recently, we were at a Starbucks, and the uh, Melanie um, had ordered a blended drink, and they served. They gave us the paper. They gave us 
four paper straws for a grande blended drink. And because the barista person said you will need them. And gosh <laughs> dang it, if she was not right. Each one of the texture in the blended drink actually dissolves the straw at such a fast rate. I think she finished about half of it with, with two two or three straws. <laughs> I don't know what the uh, – anytime you're in an area where you get a drink, like I, I'm at the hotel here and I got a soda um, to bring up to the hotel, to the room. And, you know, I couldn't tell it was a paper straw until I, you know, drank out of it. And I don't know what the formula is between – an area where there's paper straws and an area where there's tents on the sidewalk, but it's a, almost a one for one. So I will say, no, I don't care about the environment that much. I want my plastic straw and I want to enjoy my beverage as I've paid for it. All right. So, uh, next one, uh, Cody, uh, Lackawanna's first year of fast pitch. Hot or not? Uh, for me, I'm going to say hot because, honestly, Emily's playing on it, but I have not watched it as much, you know, as, as Dad was. So, Dad, what are you seeing? Well, uh, hot uh, for me uh, because they're in the playoffs and uh, because uh, we, we have a, a person there that's uh, uh, playing. Um, Shoot, uh, I I uh, I enjoy the the uh, I guess the the ability to view things now um, via live broadcast. Um, so uh, yeah, hot for me. Uh, I would say the same. I would say hot because I'll follow most of the time through the box score. Right, very rarely will I catch it live. Uh, once in a while, we'll catch it live and we'll watch the video stream, but only when certain batters are up to bat, right? Uh, we kind of pick our spots, but um, I'll watch the the, uh, the box score and get a recap. Um, and honestly, their schedule or their uh, their record is pretty good. Um, I don't know, uh, what, 10 or more games above 500? I mean, they played a lot of games, too. I mean, they played 40-something. I don't know how many. Um, but a lot. They played a lot more games than I anticipated, so I would say hot as well. It's been um, fun to see, and then obviously you guys spent some time, you know, seeing them in person, so you've seen some of that with the Myrtle Beach trips and stuff. Yeah, it's kind of funny because I mean, it's a little bit of a a, a mix, you know. Every every uh, venue or you know, all these colleges have kind of a different setup. I, I'll say as far as their fields and where they play but most of them most of them you go in there and i mean it's you know it looks like a high school setup right the stands there's no grandstands or any of that fanfare although that said um i believe the uh in the playoffs they're playing these uh region 20 opponents that are d1 uh two years and I believe they actually have a little bit more skin in the game um, we're gonna find out this weekend oh uh, okay huh uh, okay so I, what the very last hot or not Cody 
for you is, uh, let's see, I scrolled down and, okay, here we go. Uh, the very last hot or not, uh, Kurt skipping the podcast, hot or not? I would say no, because usually he's part of the podcast. I mean, he's a big part usually of it. (laughs) I'm going to go with not, because um, right now I'm missing the cues from the cuckoo clocks in the background, you know, to to throw back a shot. Uh, And... uh, um, yeah, I mean, guys got to get up early. I mean, what is he getting up at two in the morning? Come on. <laughs> yeah, listen, I agree. I think it's a big fat capital N O T because uh, if his priorities are where he needs to get more rest for instead of being on this podcast, this award-winning podcast, um, his priorities are off. Yeah. So. Um... I've got one here just off the cuff, uh, hot or not. There's another, um, I've heard rumors that there's another podcast coming up and it's going to be like, uh, influenced by, uh, music, like, uh, you know, different, uh, genres of music. Um, and, uh, I, I guess, uh, the question, uh, code for you, uh, hot or not, uh, podcasts on, uh, nineties music. Uh, for me, I would say hot because I was kind of born in the 90s, and honestly, half of my Spotify playlist does include 90s, so I would say hot. Wow. Uh, I guess I would say hot because it would be, uh, you know, the, an easy subject to chat about. Um, you know, in fact, yet just yesterday, believe it or not, the uh, true story, I was scrolling through, nothing was on television, and I'm on, like, I found MTV, and it just says vintage videos, and those videos were from the 90s, and I uh, felt a little old, but uh, yeah, there was 90s videos on there, and damn it, I knew all the words and all the moves. whatever the genre um 70s i think one thing that i remember most and shane you probably do too was the the uh, mtv movement and uh, the music video uh, scene and we got to visually experience uh, a lot of the music as well as hear it um and i guess sometimes the things that you heard weren't what you seen (laughs) yeah yeah, a lot of the lyrics, uh, they hit a little different now that you listen to them closer. I think there's a song about, da- I thought it was dancing in the streets, but I guess they were dancing in the sheets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who knew? Uh, there's a few of those out there, right? We could go on and on. I, I don't know, I think it's kind of an interesting idea because... Uh, there's a lot to uh, sample from, you know, so many different types of music um, that cross uh, the lines, especially now, you know, those are considered classics, if you will. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> so, kind of like uh, looking back at some old Disney movies, and there's a couple of jokes in there that uh, hit differently now that we're adults. Yeah. So I remember also, uh, hot or not, I, I remember last week or the week before, 
um, the subject matter of uh, uh, yard maintenance came up uh, about uh, having a, a first. Yes. Uh, I'm going to ask you, you guys, uh, hot or not, uh, landscapers. <laughs> Hired landscapers, Cody. Yeah, I would go with hot because at least they do the work for you and to where you just have to sit around, I guess. that's well said and and there has been an update on uh on landscapers um i have officially joined the ranks of uh the group that has a landscaper although landscaping in the uh, arizona sunshine means that every six months they come and spray your yard or spray your rocks excuse me so yeah they're we have a bug guy, but apparently those aren't the same people. So the bug guy comes about every quarter, but the we just got our uh, rocks sprayed, and that lasts apparently every six months. So apparently they must kill everything if you only have to spray every six months. That's the kind of stuff you don't want in your water glass, I guess. <laughs> no. And you don't want to touch when you're walking barefoot either. <laughs> I. I... I'm going to go with uh, hot on this one because, uh, man, I couldn't find weed one out there. <laughs> so it works. So, the guy's doing a good job. Works. Whatever's happening uh, is not involving me. <laughs> Terrific. <laughs> By design. Yeah. Just, uh, well, like Cody said, you just sit back and watch him work outside, I guess. You should have a little more elbow room and a little more leg room, even if it's a short flight. Um, as long as you're not paying extra for the the first class experience, or you know, too much extra anyway, for the first class experience on those shorter flights. Now, longer flights, I think it might be worth it. Now, I, I am a seasoned flyer. We do a decent amount of flying, but the only time I'm in first class is if there's a uh, you know, the stars align and there's a crazy upgrade or something. I never pay for it uh, because I'm a, I'm a sleeper on a plane, on a plane. So for me, a 90 minute flight is just enough to fall asleep and get angry. Cause I got woken up because my damn tray table is down because those ladies are angry at me. So um, I would say, uh, I would say hot if you can get away without paying too much for the upgrade. All right. All right. I, Okay, well, I'm 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 going to say hot if you're taking advantage of the crew, the flight crew announcing your arrival and presence, right? Uh, yes. The first class and uh, serving you drinks. Uh, the first thing you should get is something with alcohol in it, of course. Of course. Um, but um, not if the the only thing you do is just go plop in your seat and uh, come back with a box of water. I mean, come on. Yeah, and that <laughs> box water is uh, iffy at best, right? 
A box of water. I, one day I hope to experience this myself, but uh, I can promise you both that uh, I will make sure I uh, make the flight crew uh, serve me more than one drink. You could take the, uh, the Kurt Cushman approach to flying, which usually means four or five doubles before you get on the plane, you know, quote unquote, anxiety driven. Who knows? He's not here to defend himself, so we can take any shots we want to. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Kurt, you had to leave your service dog at home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, your service animal. Yeah. Um, the uh, one, you know, one other thing. Speaking of flying, that I just picked up. It just got delivered like two days ago. I saw it like as ants seen on TV kind of thing. It's one of these inflatable deals where you put your arms in the middle of it and like you lean your face on this thing. Uh, have you guys ever heard of this? Okay, uh, so you you there's two holes on the sides. You inflate it. It's like two feet tall or something like this. You stick your arms in the middle and then you lean your face into it. And apparently it just sits on top of the tray table and it's supposed to be super comfortable to sleep. Well, when I fly with uh, with my better half, my better half always gets the window because, you know, God forbid, a guy like me doesn't need to be anywhere but the middle, right? So, uh, <laughs> so it's tough to sleep. So I put my arms in this thing. I'm really looking forward to the next flight. It's the craziest, dumbest looking thing, but I bet you it works. Okay. Is, is, are we talking about this? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. I just picked oh, it up on Amazon for $17. That's the one. That's it. That's a neck pillow? Yeah, you lean on against it. You can even put your face directly in that thing. You don't have to look to the side. Just stick your face directly in the hole. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to part two of this episode. I think we're still talking about neck pillows or something. <laughs> <laughs> Go, Roy, put that picture back up again. <laughs> All right. Where's this one? Let's see. How do I... Am I still sharing? Jeez, what do we know? Uh, what do I know? I'm oh, there you go. Okay, yes. So, Roy, go. Is it one of those pictures? Show her, her with her face inside the pillow? Go to the far right photo there. Okay, you see that hole right there. You what? can stick your face right in there. That's what I'm going to do. Hey, it's portable too. Yep. And it comes with a little satchel. Look at that. <laughs> it's inflatable. Now look how happy he is. <laughs> All right. So what does it get deployed for the first time? Uh, it'll be the 19th. So what is that? The weekend after Mother's Day. So weekend after next. Yeah, we're flying down on a Friday night. Amber and Ryan and the baby are actually coming down with us. So we got a, a big group. But I'm going to be in the towards the front. And Amber and Ryan with that screaming kid of theirs is going to be in the far back. So I won't listen because I'll be sound asleep. RJ in one of the holes in this thing. Maybe. <laughs> it fit in perfect. <laughs> a multi-purpose. Look, you can travel by, oh, it's even for the office. <laughs> yeah, that's a good look. <laughs> <laughs> well, I learned something new today. 
inflatable travel pillow uh, there with. <laughs> it's got uh, an assortment of holes like a cat tree. <laughs> <laughs> It's ridiculous, but I'm going to give it a shot because I really like to sleep, but it's tough to sleep in the middle. Middle seat is a tough one because I end up spooning up against some unfortunate stranger and it's never good. <laughs> yeah, I and I unfortunately, when I nod off, I tend to snore. And so it's bad news. <laughs> I... I I do. I am particular about aisle seats or window seats. I want aisle or window. I usually will not fly if I can't get one of those. I, I'll pick somewhere else. But uh, I'm going to be in the aisle, get my elbows and uh, knees jacked up uh, for this trip. <laughs> yeah, and if I'm flying solo, it's always on the window. But uh, you know, when I'm with uh, a partner in crime, uh, I end up you know having to defer, and then I'm in the middle. And then, you know, I'm the guy that they look at when they're walking down the aisle thinking, please not that guy. Please not that guy. And sure enough, sorry, you win. Oh, that is awesome. I love it. Oh, look, here's one with it. The dude's got his, got her face buried right in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Well, Cody, now uh, maybe when you go to uh, – uh, Philadelphia or uh, Baltimore this summer, uh, you might uh, you might need one of these. Okay, so Roy, go back to that first picture there that they were showing. Question for the group: What's this front hole for? Oh, is that for your arms, maybe? No, your arms go on the sides, right? Oh, I do not know. It, it's got to be uh, maybe. Okay, so maybe your phone or something, uh, you know, so you're staring down at your uh, your tablet maybe in there, or uh, oh, I don't know. Why? What on earth would you need that hole for? I don't understand that part. Um, I don't know if do you stick your hands in there if you wanted to pray or something. I don't get it. I, I don't know. <laughs> That's a good question. Um, it's... Uh, it's uh, it's like the curious uh, trap door in the back of the long johns. What are those for? Yep. It also tells me that, look, it says right there, five breaths to inflate it. It even gives you the amount of time it'll take. <laughs> well, uh, if you were the young lady that was sitting uh, two rows ahead of us on our last flight back from... Uh, from Pennsylvania, um, you wouldn't have had five breaths to put in that thing. She was calling for a medic uh, about an hour into the flight. Couldn't have been more than 18. Good grief. It's just anxiety, uh, flight anxiety, I guess. But, you know what? Uh, she just needed one of these things. I think so. She could have tucked her head in there and just gone That's it. Lights out, man. So, uh, what color did you end up with? I ended up with the gray. I got the that one there, the light gray. Because um, the options that I saw were just light gray and black, and I don't know why I picked light gray, but that's the one I chose. It does come in a little satchel, a little carry-on thing that makes it look nice and easy. Um, my hope is that I'm the one laughing at everybody because I'm sound asleep in this comfortable <laughs> position. Um but I will be made fun of. I guarantee the people around me will talk about me wherever they land and talk to their friends. 
already here that your sciatic nerve and your uh, whatever this caucus word is, is going to thank you. Looks like uh, I'll be feeling better in the red zones. Is this going to help me with my uh, my sciatic nerve and the what's what now? Is that, is that the cops? Talking? I don't know what I've heard. I need a nursing opinion on this one. Yeah, I think we need to get rid of the medical term and just have a regular term that's more safe for work. And then bad posture can cause cervical damage. I'm no antinomologist or whatever you call it, but. Uh, do we have cervix or cervical? Oh, maybe, I guess. I, I don't know. <laughs> I thought a cervix was a woman term. Yeah, so you got uh, you got the coccyx and the cervical. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> cover them both. Uh, but are, are, one of them's on your shoulder? I don't understand. Maybe we answered the question as to what that hole is for in the front. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's the, uh, if you zoom in, it says that's the Barry McCockner hole. Very, very. <laughs> for extracurriculars. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's that's for those uh, those uh, overseas flights. There. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you got to burn eight hours. Uh, Cody, did you have any uh, hot or not uh, burning questions? <laughs> that I do not. Uh, Cody, I think one you could say is, uh, look, I'm going to take this one for you, Cody, because I know it's burning you up. Uh, how about um, the, um, what was it, uh, OPD, uh, the Walmart online uh, pur uh, purchase delivery? Oh, gosh. <laughs> Hot or not, Shane, uh, the online uh, shopping and delivery uh, to your door experience. So you get... Now, refresh my memory here. Am I getting product delivered to my door, or do I go to the Walmart front door and pick it up at the store? There's two ways you can do it. So either way, it's usually a door dasher if it's by home. Well, I know some door dashers, and they are shady. <laughs> Sometimes they deliver alcohol to people that they shouldn't. So... Uh, I would say that uh, I would say not, and here's my reasoning why that's not a hot thing to do. Part of the Walmart experience when you go shopping there is the people watching, and if you don't get the full package, it's not worth getting product from Walmart. I want the full package, so uh, getting it delivered to my door doesn't allow me to see all the people in the the PJ bottoms. <laughs> I'm going to second that, Shane, with not um, also for that very reason. You go to Walmart for the show, not the quality of the merchandise. So if you get the low-quality merchandise delivered to your door, you're missing out on the show. So uh, I'm saying yeah. not, Cody. Uh, how about you, buddy? Uh, for me, it's a not also because... Honestly, with some orders, you always get the people that only want the one item, and that's it. 
and they now they charge like a lot just just for shipping and taxes when it's not even reaching an amount so for me i think it's not because if you're just going for one item might as well just go to the store at that point cody do you get the are you picking out the products that people are ordering or is that a different group no, on occasion I do do that, but if I just can't find an item, I just say item not found, and then the system will be like, oh, here's the substitution you can do. Oh, no. I'll be like, no. So, so Cody gets called in, uh, Shane, when they get backed up in their department, they start pulling people from other departments, and of course the hardlines people uh, get get called in, and uh, yeah, it's a it's, uh, it's a grumpy uh, day if he's got to go uh, chase down a bunch of OPD merchandise for the 600 orders they haven't filled um, in the promised time. <laughs> so and that's you... usually if it's not over by, because usually it tells you if it's like close to being, you know, expired or over time, which is like, I think it was like 540 it was. And, they're like, oh, we're about to go over, guys. We got to get it done. Usually, that's how it ends up happening. So, so, Cody, you'll get pulled into getting like a, a thing of deodorant and a bag of cotton balls and a t shirt oh, yeah. with a unicorn on it or whatever, like all that stuff, yeah. not just in your department. Oh, yeah. I mean, you're pretty much all over the store. Wow. You know, if I wanted low quality stuff delivered to my front door, I'd order another neck pillow from uh, Amazon. <laughs> I mean, that's easy. I want the full experience. I want the full Walmart experience if I'm going to park in that lot and roll the dice that my window's not bashed in, at least in the local area that I'm in. Uh, you know, park in between the uh, longtime RVers. Can't trust anybody in the fifth wheel, am I right? So then you you go into the Walmart and you want the full I want the full meal. I want the full meal deal. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Cody, do you have any uh do we inspire you uh anymore? For harder not no, but we could do rapid fire questions next. Okay. Okay, sure. Uh, we have a sponsor for rapid Ooh, fire. Geez. Let's see. I think we do have a sponsor. This sponsor has been really uh, pushing to be on the podcast. They initially signed up for the podcast many, many podcasts ago and just haven't made the cut. So this one is brought to you by uh, put your, your Myrtle Beach hat back on. This one is brought to you by the Amish Windmill and Coffee Shop or Cookie Shop. Sorry, Amish Windmill and the cookie shop featuring our famous oatmeal cookies with our special ingredient powdered raisins serving the greater myrtle beach area more relevant when the myrtle beach episodes were more live but uh you know we've been floating for a while i remember it uh vividly the experience though yeah <laughs> <But> nonetheless <laughs> And uh, that's another possible hot or not is uh, oatmeal cookies because uh, only a few of us like those. I'm a big fan. I I am a oatmeal yes oatmeal raisin cookie are hot for me and uh, if the raisins are burnt no problem. 
Cody? <laughs> For me, no. <laughs> About everything is uh, a no go for uh, most of the Dickinson house. Funny. Then it's only one person. Uh huh. <laughs> All right, uh, Cody, what do you got for rapid fire? All right, so for my question is for both of you guys. So I'm going to start with you, Dad. Okay. As my question is. When did you start being coming a DX fan during WWF Attitude Era? Did I become a DX fan mm-hmm. during the Attitude Era? Well, because there's two versions of it. I, so I remember when DX kind of first started; they were the bad guys, right? I mean, the, mm-hmm. the initial the initial take was you looked at them, you're like, "Oh my God!" You know, yeah, you. You know, everybody that watched wrestling, I think, rooted against the bad guys, right? The the heels, if you will. And um, something about DX was different. They made they made me laugh. Like they did some things that were humorous. You couldn't help but laugh. And so you kind of started in watching just to see what they were going to bring to the table, right? It wasn't just a bunch of John and talking or whatever. Or, um, trash talking it it had a, a comedic feel to it so i i think um probably when they i'm trying to think like specifically who was in there but um boy one of the ones that i remember vividly was uh them talking to sergeant slaughter and he had that uh triple h and yeah. that, uh, that, face mask on <laughs> and he had the was it the windshield yeah the wipers <laughs> i thought that was so clever um there was a lot of funny things that they did that caught on with the crowd but i just thought the dialogue was was ed it was it was definitely pushing the envelope I would say for me, it's about the probably the similar time. I don't know the the you know when things transitioned from one to the other necessarily, but when it became uh, really entertaining and funny to watch, they almost had like a skit, right? It wasn't really wrestling necessarily. It was just whatever stuff they put together. I mean, obviously the tank, you know, driving the tank into the thing was or the jeep or whatever was was super funny and iconic. But it was more of the uh, the skits and the suckets and all that stuff just that that would that was really funny to watch and there wasn't like a wrestling match at all there was just those guys having fun and goofing around mm-hmm. cody what about you what what was your thoughts on the dx area uh for me i think after you know watching the biography they did which was i think it was last year but I think, honestly, all the jokes they did, and then, honestly, the tank, you know, invading WCW with the tank, I mean, (laughs) no one really thought of that happening because that was all during the Monday Night War, but honestly, I don't think anyone really knew what was going to happen next, honestly, with DX, and that's probably why they just kept on watching Raw. 
I don't know what the timing would have been compared to like when DX was getting the crowd involved and then Stone Cold and The Rock and all that of like chanting back and forth. But when those guys would come in and like the road dog had his whole spiel, right, of what he said every time he got the mic and people would just scream it word for word of, you know, I don't know. Well, we went to one and he was there, right? And he he, he yeah. grabbed the mic and he did it and everybody knew the what was going on. Now, I was a little lost, but I, but I knew it was going on. I knew why. I just didn't know all the words. But it, it felt like that was some of the first times that I remember the, the audience interacting word for word, other than just like cheering for the Hogan to pose in front of their section or whatever. All right, Dad, do you have a rapid fire question possibly? Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Um, Cody, uh, how about um, uh, Danucci? I, I mean, these guys going to the mini camps in the XFL uh, or going in the NFL from the XFL. Um, how many? How many of these guys do you think? Um, if you could if you could think about like let's just take the subject number right now is 30 let's say 30 how many of those guys do you think will make it to like <clears throat> let's say i don't know august is august kind of where they start making the serious cuts where you're i think it's preseason like is the practice squad good enough to to stick with it, you know, for the for the XFL guys. You know, I think for some it could be, you know, I mean, with Danucci, I mean, he might be a second string or a third string, depending on what team he ends up with, I think. But you no, know, usually the practice squad usually is a good start to the NFL somewhat, but usually a lot of them always want to move up, honestly, to like either starting or second string. My guess is that if you made the practice squad, you would probably make more money than being a starter in the XFL. Just guess. I don't know. But I would imagine you'd make more, probably have better benefits. But um, this shows my age again. You know, what are the benefits? <laughs> Do they have medical benefits? <laughs> um but also, uh, you know, if you're on a practice squad, you're getting exposure at an NFL level, you know, every game or every practice every week. And you have a, probably a better chance of getting picked up by somebody that way. Or you're just a few injuries away from, you know, making the roster and, and traveling. So I would say if they can make it to a practice squad there, um, that would be a big success for them. A big, especially if you go from XFL onto the practice squad. Because I would imagine that you would not be on that practice squad if you didn't play in the XFL. So there you go. There's your your um, you know climbing the ladder or uh, one you know making your way back to the NFL, all because of the XFL. Yeah, I like it. Uh, yeah, I kind of feel the same way. I mean, I I look at the whole situation, and I mean, if the uh, if you make the practice squad, you got a pretty good gig, probably. I mean, you get yeah. put up on the board, you got some extra money, 
and you still got a shot. I mean, there's guys getting pulled from the practice squad all the time throughout the season. And, you know, you're going against one-on-one against NFL stars, right? Because those guys are yeah. going against the, the practice squad to basically work them out. But still, uh, you're still going against the DK Metcalfs, right? If you're a, a, a cornerback, you get to cover these guys. And, you know, that's a pretty cool experience anyway. As you're, as you're matching up with these guys, you're kind of making a name for yourself along the way too, right? Yeah. I mean, you're, you're, you're earning, you know, you're paying your dues, you're matching up with guys that might get promoted or go to other teams. And, you know, they, they need somebody to say, Hey, go, go grab this guy off the practice squad in Seattle or wherever, you know, and, um, you know, cause sometimes word of mouth at that level, I would think to carry some of these guys. If you're a defensive player and you get to play for the Seahawks practice squad, for example, you know, you're around Pete Carroll, who's a defensive genius, right? That's our, that's our guy. Well, at least some years it looks like he's a genius. Some years it looks like he's an idiot. But um, Or if you're a quarterback for like Danucci and you get to, uh, you know, try out and play alongside Kyle Shanahan, you're just learning, right, and just soaking up these guys that are just, you know, savants when it comes to offense or defense. So, yeah, I think it's a, a big benefit for those guys. Uh, let's see. I guess I got one really quick. Uh, I've been wanting to ask this for a little while, um, but we got out of the NFL and into the XFL. But back to the NFL. Cody, I'll start with you. Um, do you think the Sean Payton – and Russell Wilson marriage now that Sean Payton is the coach. Do you think that's going to improve the Broncos next year, or do you think that Russell Wilson is cooked? You know, I think it usually depends between how the coach honestly moves into a player usually. I mean, some coaches usually kind of work with the player a little bit, and, you know, some just don't. But I think with Russell Wilson, he – might work well with Sean Payton. I mean, you never know usually with coaches and players. Roy, how about you? What do you think of the Russell Wilson, uh, Sean Payton team? Well, I feel like, you know, I hope that, that there's that voice in Russell Wilson's head, you know, that the pride voice, um, tells him to take a step back from everything that happened last year and went wrong and listen, just really lean in to Sean Payton, you know, hope and, and, and make a go of it. Give the fans what they paid for, uh, you know, uh, you know what the team is paid for. Uh, I mean, at this point, you can only go up from last season. So what do you got to lose? I mean, he's probably made enough money. If this thing with Peyton goes south um, and he doesn't like it, sure, he can walk. But I, I hope that there's a there's a turning point there for him. It's funny the arc of uh, some of a celebrity sometimes because, you know, that first year when he struggled, I think most people around here were like, that's good, you know, look. He can struggle. He his ego is a little big around Seattle, et cetera, and he got to be humbled. 
And then, you know, then you start to root for him about coming back and, you know, kind of a redemption story a little bit because we got the better part of that trade, no question about it, right? I mean, we got all the benefits, but now you're kind of rooting for him to come back a little bit. But the AFC is so difficult that he could have a decent year and still fail miserably because he's in a difficult division and, um, you know, he's got the uphill climb where people already think he's toast. So if he has a couple of bad games out the gate, it's not going to look good for him. So, no, I agree. I, I couldn't agree more. How uh, how are we doing on time? We're at twenty six. We should we probably could wrap it up. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, so next week uh, we're gonna we're gonna get Kurt in here. We'll have the championship under our belt. Right, that's going to be behind us. Championships happening yes, this weekend. Yes, that's right. Cody, uh, are you planning on uh, watching the championship? Uh, hopefully, yeah. I mean, I'll probably catch like glimpse of it, but hopefully. Shane, you're going to be on your. You're going to be in Arizona. Right? Uh, no, this weekend. It's this weekend, right? Is it this weekend? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Is next it, weekend. But Cody, it's not on Sunday, right? It'll be on Saturday. It's on a Sunday. The, okay. Listen, the XFL has made a few mistakes this year. I think it's well documented on this podcast, right? One mistake is making your championship game on Mother's Day. <laughs> yeah. That's a foolish, foolish decision. The ratings are going to be terrible. Because good luck convincing your spouse or your mother or anybody to put off Mother's Day to watch the XFL championship. What a foolish move. This marketing group, I'm telling you, they need to listen to this podcast because that group is way off base. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I, I didn't know that. I didn't put the two together. That is a terrible decision. Just double checking. Uh, if that is the case, no wonder Bud Light is their main sponsor. Oh, Cody, it's, it's Saturday. Oh, oh sorry, well, Saturday. Okay. But still, I think they could avoid, you know, the Mother's Day weekend. Saturday at 8 p.m. That's a late start. Yeah, so they're hoping for the big West Coast push, I guess. I don't get it. I'm, yeah, I guess so. Huh. Interesting. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah. Saturday that's, late night. Yeah, they, they've made some some dis- questionable decisions this year. Cody, you want to wrap it up? All right, as that will do it for this episode. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we did, as we will catch you next time on another episode of Cody, Dad, and Uncle Shane's XFL. Catch you next time.